It's Thursday, the 5th of December, and this is the Monocle Minute. Today, Montenegro says it's front of the queue to become the European Union's newest member. Others, however, are telling the Balkan state, not so fast. Plus, tourism takes an uptick in Sri Lanka. Why the unlikely legacy of the cult cinema classic Showgirls offers an important lesson for today's film industry. And a dispatch from our team soaking up the sunshine at this year's Design Miami. I'm Ben Ryland in London. The Monocle Minute starts now. Montenegro's government says it's making significant progress towards becoming the next member state of the European Union. But that enthusiasm for its membership in the bloc isn't shared by everyone. Guy Delaunay is Monocle's correspondent in the Balkans. Guy, what has Montenegro's government been saying? Well, they've seemed saying that the most recent EU progress report, which was a, a so-called non-paper a couple of weeks ago, uh, confirmed the country's clear progress on rule of law. Now, you know, let's let's go back over this and have a look at, at what actually happened. We got this non-paper, and there was an update on how Montenegro has been doing in clearing some of the hurdles it has to get over to join the European Union. And in this case, chapters 23 and 24 out of a total of 35 uh, that they've got to get through. And these particular chapters cover judiciary and fundamental rights and justice, freedom and security. So there are a couple of the really key chapters when it comes to European Union membership. And Montenegro has been working on these uh, for six years now. So when uh, Prime Minister Dusko Markovic says, you know, we're making clear progress, it does come under the category, well, he would say that, wouldn't he? You've got to, in some respects, admire the European Union accession negotiation process uh, because it is so unbelievably thorough. Um, Montenegro has to go through all of these 35 different chapters on all the different elements that need to be taken care of. So uh, judiciary being extremely important in that, rule of law, um, corruption, you've got uh, education, environment, everything you'd expect. You want, if you were talking about European ideals, European standards, the countries are expected to meet those and to show that they can meet those before they can actually become European Union member states. And so the non-paper was was giving some uh, fairly tough feedback. It said that Montenegro had been making continuous progress in terms of legal reforms and institution building, but it was particularly critical on media freedom, saying that the lack of effective self-regulatory mechanisms, as well as professional and ethical standards, creates a climate in which freedom of speech can be compromised. And you're not going to join the European Union like that. Well, it's a story without an end. Guy Delaunay, thank you for bringing us up to date. To Sri Lanka now, where after a tough few months, the hospitality sector seems to be making a bit of a comeback. There are strong signs that Sri Lanka's tourism industry, which was hit hard following the Easter bombings in April, is back on the rise and just in time for the country's commemoration of 10 years since the end of its civil war. The opening of Palm, a contemporary hotel among paddy fields on Sri Lanka's southern coast, is one of several new developments bringing on this tourism revival. The hotel was co-founded by former Londoner Miriam Hanifa, who is on the hunt for her Sri Lankan roots. 
While political stability may not be fully assured just yet, let's remember the country's newly elected president, Gotabaya Rajapaksa, just suspended parliament for a month until January the 3rd. Palm is betting that its tranquil retreat will show just how much potential this paradise island has to offer. When the film Showgirls was released back in 1995, it was a monumental flop. Critics hated it, and the public was shocked by its raunchy scenes. It was years before the camp extravaganza clawed its way back into popular culture to become a cult classic. It's not often that such an enormous box office disaster finds an afterlife. The business model of film exhibition generally demands that if opening weekend ticket sales don't match expectations, the title will most likely fade into obscurity. Take a look at a list of biggest box office bombs and you'll find most titles are fairly unrecognisable. Showgirls, of course, is quite different in almost every way. A new documentary playfully titled You Don't Know Me the lead character is named Nomi, sets out to explore the film's enduring legacy. Monocle's Fernando Augusto Pacheco, because of course, who else, spoke to its director, Jeffrey McHale. Are you going to win? I'm going to dance. I came to it late in life. It was about a decade after it came out. I grew up with Elizabeth Berkley on Saved by the Bell, and I don't know, for, for some reason I, I felt like it just was never one of the movies that I, I felt like I needed to see. And then, you know, my mind was was blown. It was just like, you know, your heart starts racing. You're just like, is this is this the movie? And it's incredible how the reaction to the film changed because when when it came out, it was considered a flop. I mean, I think the average stars, it was one out of five stars for most critics, with a few exceptions. Yeah, you know, it, it's having this kind of uh, critical revival, I like to say right now. And I think that is part mostly responsible, um, the gay community and the queer community is responsible for that. You know, we've been keeping this film alive and it's been part of our a fabric of our, our DNA, our cultural DNA for the last 25 years. And I think that has allowed uh, critics and, and film scholars to kind of come back and revisit it. And, you know, Adam Naiman always <laughs> tells me it's, it's harder to find a critic right now who still doesn't like showgirls than the one who does. I really love to touch you. And the show is about to begin. Showgirls. My thanks to our own camp extravaganza, Fernando Augusto Pacheco, for that report. Jeffrey McHale's documentary is called You Don't Know Me, and it played at several festivals this year. Keep an eye out for local release dates. Finally today, a dispatch from our sunny team over in Florida's pastel-hued design capital, Miami. You'd imagine space to be pretty scant on the billion-dollar sandbar Miami Beach, the self-governing city island beyond Miami that plays host to both Art Basel and Design Miami each December. But as the world's most important collectible design fair swung open its doors to VIPs and journalists this week, City Mayor Dan Gelber was on hand to declare that the ground below the fair, which used to be a concrete car park, is to become a lush green space. It's a welcome addition to the island and a gesture of confidence in the fair, which will erect its tents on the grass of the new Pride Park each year. But while public space is welcomed, Design Miami is dealing with a threat that could wipe out this island in its entirety, climate change. Curatorial director Eric Chen has woven a narrative around rising sea levels into the programming at the event, 
between stands highlighting both classic furniture and conceptual work from artists like Daniel Arsham, you'll find exhibitions pointing out the irreversible damage we're doing to the planet. With Miami emerging as a global design and art capital, and the city sat directly in the path of rising sea levels, we hope this marks the beginning of an ambition to use its creative nous to become a positive force in the debate around dealing with climate change. That's all in today's programme. You can read and subscribe to our daily email bulletin at our website, monocle.com. I'm Ben Ryland. The Monocle Minute returns on Friday. Music